Welcome back to another episode of the Bauer Hour. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Logistics. My boy, yeah, Matt boy. Law. How we doing, brother? We're doing good, my man. It's happy to be here. But Good, I'm yeah, glad that you're up. here, man. Thanks for take, taking the time, you know, taking the time out of busy life to hop on the podcast for a little bit and shoot this shit with the homie. It's always nice to catch up with you, man. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, as well. I just got... It's been a minute since I saw you. I haven't seen you since Tahoe, maybe like 20... I guess I moved there. I moved out of there last May, but it might have been a little bit longer than that since I've seen you. But, man, it's been a minute. I miss those uh, summer days at the old Augusta. Yeah. Or what do they call it? Old Augusta? What do they call the golf course in Tahoe? (laughs) They got a lot of names for it, but it's pretty much just a drinking hole with nine other holes that people think they can. <laughs> literally do, it's a nine hole golf course it's the it's not the a 19th master... hole there's 10 hole course 10 holes the, nine holes the daily, and then drinking daily gathering of uh the contractors yeah like like everyone says if you need something done in your house or anything you go to the golf course at four o'clock yeah they won't give you a business card but they'll schedule something right there over the bar <laughs> right there and then Dude, I gotta say, nice hat, little bridge tender. Shout out to the kit guys at BT. Boy yes, Scotty's sir. doing a good job over there with the merch. Yeah, he called me out on this hat. Actually, he said he'd never seen it before and he doesn't know who made it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Someone's doing so, uh, pirating their merch. Oh, I got the the solo misprint of the group. <laughs> Put it up on eBay. Three thousand dollars. Three thousand. Just toss it's a lot of diapers for you. It's a lot of diapers you could buy. Let's go. (laughs) It's a a good deal. It is a good deal. So, so Maddie, I gotta ask, man. Tell us a little about a little bit about your story. You know, I like to have people kind of run down where they're at, how they got there, type of deal on this thing. And you know, I know you grew up in East Bay. You know, shout out Niners that aren't gonna win the Super Bowl, but and now you're up in Tahoe, living the the dream of ripping the slopes, getting a couple turns in in the winter, and then living the boat life in the summer and doing your thing. So what's going on up there for you, man? Yeah, so um, I'm really finding my footing this year coming along as far as uh, taking over, doing my own thing, starting my own business. Um, but long road getting here. Uh, started out born Discovery Bay, if you've ever heard of it, land of the wakeboarding and water sloughs and I mean, it's a really cool place, but parents split when I was around six, so we spread out, went to Brentwood. Um, shit, back when Brentwood was only two streets, just corn farming. So uh, we watched that grow into a whole What town, is it now? City. Never been there. Oh, it, you can get lost in it now. It's a full city. So it's like all of really? the Bay Area. Yeah, they all expanded. They wanted out of the you know, cities that they were in and then they expanded to Brentwood because it was so nice and calm and schools were good. And it's like, get out of here. So we dealt with that, but um, I was there for a while, went to Liberty, uh, we were the Lions and then went to DVC College in that area, stayed out there for a bit, played some baseball through that, Um, was a pitcher for them. And then as soon as baseball kind of fell through, had hard case of Tommy John's and a shoulder. Tommy John's and, surgery. What, what was that like? That's the elbow, well, right? 
it is the elbow, and so it's that tendon, and it uh, slowly every pitch kind of it wears on this little bone, and it makes bone spurs, and it can end up like cutting up uh, your tendon, and it'll chip those bone spurs off. So I was on, basically, I was meeting with the uh, athletic coach of the A's, and he told me that it was either I could play catch with my kids when I grow up or I get surgery and maybe get a pitch for a couple more years. So that was just kind of the decision for me was the kids and not baseball. <laughs> so yeah. That was thinking long term there. Yeah. Like, I, the don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be pitching in the majors too long anyways. So right. 94 miles per hour is nice, but. I don't know if I'm going to be striking out fucking Sammy slamming Sosa. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Oh, the MLB will humble you real quick. <laughs> so, it's crazy but, uh, the the difference of, of levels. People are like, oh, yeah, they're, they're good. But the shitty MLB players, 50 home runs in high school type shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they were dominating. Like, picture the best person you ever saw in high school, and they, like, might make it to the majors. They might. So. That's in, that's insane. Just stay yeah. humble, folks. Don't let your parents tell you that you're <laughs> that good. Um, take the fucking money if you got a D2 scholarship, D3, NAIA, JUCO, whatever. Get some free education because the majors, if you're not that guy, just look in the mirror one day and am I that guy? You're probably not. Sorry. Yeah. You're just yeah, I mean, not. I had a first first place example too. My uh, fellow pitcher Drew Gagno, I grew up with him, and he was better than me. And we would just dominate together. And he spent eight years in the minors and got to play one year of major ball for the Mets. But I mean, he spent his whole life trying to get into the majors. So I'll tell you See, something. In that, you you gotta you gotta appreciate the grind though. Like I give credit and respect to the to your boy Drew. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, like, because that's a grind. But, Eight years in the minors. Probably oh. now he's selling real estate. I'll tell you that. It's, it's, it's on the table. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Let's get money. Let's get <laughs> money in real estate, dude. Yeah, dude. It, it's funny because that's what happens with athletes. Like, if you don't make it in whatever field, you're like, all right. Then you're like doing commercial real estate or residential real estate. Like, uh-huh. and that's just. It's literally like part of the whole fucking plan oh. in the, the the pathway of an athlete. It's pretty funny. Dude, it's it's you become the perfect candidate for it. I mean, it's they link together so well. But they do. Well, you're gotta be a people person, all that, but you know, so you're up in Tahoe now. Um, what got you how did you make it from East Bay up to Tahoe? What was like the uh, big music? Because I know you're you, Logistics is is his music, his music name. Yep, that is the tag. L A W Logistics, a uh, little twist on words there. Um, but really, what got me up there was one of my best friends, Ben Arnst. Uh, we grew up together in the Bay Area, and he uh, out of high school, he went over to UNR, which is uh, Nevada Reno, and he was having a great time there. I mean, I'd get up there every once in a while and go party in biggest little city. You know, and have wild times, but um, eventually, I was around 20 years old, and uh, my father passed away pretty quickly from uh, pancreatic cancer. So it was kind of like a hitter, 
for the family and it just happened to be right mm-hmm. in that transition of um school wasn't working for me and so i just kind of stepped back from life and just spent the last five months with him um and then you know a couple months after that it was i didn't know what to do with my life i mean everyone's moving so fast in the bay area and they're angry at everything for no reason so um i didn't know my place anymore there and ben gave me a call one day and he said i had to get my my ass up to tahoe he said it's just i need to restart refresh the mind and um he had a line on this amazing house like six bedroom house and he said that there's three just smoking hot mega babes moving in as roommates and there's no way I could miss this opportunity. <laughs> so Well, that'll do it much. for you at 20 years old, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, it's just that golden ticket to the Wonka factory. And so it's like activities and babes, let's do this. And um, so then, yeah, I made that move and got lucky. My friend Addy was like, you know, if you want to pull the trigger now, just come up the hill. And uh, I got a couch you can sleep on. So I did that and I was showing up that day to unpack and this van pulls up next to me and this guy hops out with a big old beard like just got back from australia his name's jimmy and we both grab our stuff and walk up to the same door <laughs> and we're like what? <laughs> all right are you you live here you moving in here and oh you're coming like, too oh. perfect yeah he's like oh i was told i could stay here man i just got back to tahoe and i was like me too and i was like let's do this so we ended up Living on the same couch, just <laughs> lazy boys right next to each other for three weeks, just best oh, friends. Oh no! So it was the lazy boys. Oh, it, was, it, was it wasn't. Like it wasn't head to toe. wasn't <laughs> butt to butt. It was lazy boys. I, I can't say we didn't have nights where it might have got there, but <laughs> yeah, <it was> most <laughs> of, most of the time it was legs up, passed out in a chair, and disc golf every day, and it's twelve pack of beer, and didn't take much. That is awesome. That's a living legend right there. He's actually. Um, featured on a lot of my songs he goes under seahorn so some of the new songs okay. that just came out yeah you can catch him on he's over yeah you just uh up. you just dropped a little album huh yeah a little five pack of songs um we got a lot of music well, up now, hey which is, guess what we just need a five pack six pack just might be too many yeah you don't just, that would leave you one. leave us wanting more leave us yeah, wanting you, you, more you need it for just breakfast dangling you know? the carrot for the kids yeah. dangling the carrot uh, unreal I mean, so you move in, you move in with jimmy so what, this guy named jimmy i i james seals nevada legend james seals i'm like this oh. guy i just want to talk in a newark accent right now i want to be italian all of a sudden i'm like hey jimmy how you doing <laughs> that's all i'm uh, thinking that's... about that's a quick way to start a fight with Jimmy, actually. <laughs> oh, he hates Jimmy's, it. He hates it. Huh? Uh, he, he's Nevada born, dude. You get a couple, get him a little sauced up, and then he'll be in a frat house taking on every single, every single guy. Oh, sounds like a liability, you know. And we all he, have one in our lives. The best, the best liability. The best yeah, liability. De- <laughs> definition of the guy you don't have to convince to do anything. He's already convinced himself that the ridiculous idea is the best thing he could do at that moment like i was <laughs> telling i'm sure you've heard of like coloradoing trees like he did a rope swing one day in our side yard and just shoots off at the peak 30 feet to the top of a pine tree grabs the top and breaks it off and falls 30 feet down to the powder of snow it's like what the 
Why would you do it, that? <laughs> well, is Jimmy okay? Oh, he's always okay. He's uh, always, Jimmy was somehow, okay. Okay. Woo. I, well, see, the first half of the bottle of whiskey gets him to do it, and the second half heals him. <laughs> oh, that's the recovery mechanism. Yeah, no electrolytes. It, it's just a bottle of Jack. Nah. Two-part process. Jack yeah, and Jimmy went time. up a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> works but, every time, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So you and move then, into so, a house with Jimmy, your friend, and you move to Tahoe, and like you're 21 years old. You're thinking this would be the best time of your life. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, cause in Tahoe, you kind of you gotta live with people when you first move there. For people who don't know Tahoe, it's like one of the most magical places in the world, um, in my opinion. But you don't live solo there because of rental prices and stuff like that. So you were living with Jimmy, your your friend who invited you and Jimmy to sleep on the Lazy Boys. Um, what was that experience like? So yeah, well, we eventually. We swap over, right? And we get in this house that, that had been talked about. And it's uh, me, Jimmy, Ben, and then Carly, Michelle, and Addie. So it's three and three. Good dynamic in the house. Um, come to find out, Great Carly ratio. and Michelle. Yeah. Carly and Michelle are living legends in the Tahoe area. So it's like a <laughs> immediate shoe-in to the community. And they're nothing but great in helping us, like, just, you know get out there and meet friends and they brought the friends over we'd throw parties and it's just like a crash course and of just becoming a part of uh tahoe city which is where it was at and uh couldn't have found a better community of people and now i just want to do everything i can to stay here which uh led to the starting the business this year and it's kind of just trying to level up and you know, so what 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 kind yeah. of business did you start, man? Let's uh, talk about that because I have some opinions about about what's going on out there. So what's going? What what are you doing? What's the Matt Law new business opportunity that he's got going on? Well, it's not the most <clears throat> exciting. You know, you think like I'm going to start my own business. You're like I'm going to have the sickest clothing line or all that stuff. Which of course we're <laughs> tapping into all that stuff all the time, but. I got about three years under my belt of this short-term rental business here, which is basically I'm managing houses for owners, and I manage the guests and all that stuff, and um, eventually I just got sick. The company I was working for sold to this Colorado company. They didn't know what they were doing in the area, so I got sick of making them money and doing the whole show for them, and I was like, I'm out, and uh, they wouldn't pay me what I needed to stay there, and it's actually it's going to be a blessing because... We're, we're off and running and uh, got a client, got another house on the market with an agent, and that sells with me coming on as the manager. And then I have another meeting coming up this Wednesday with a client just in the neighborhood across the street. So, I mean, it, it feels good. We're, Perfect, we're moving dude. and but we should be, yeah, we should be successful. And I mean, it, it's scary, which, um, you know, it's always scary. You know, you're going to go broke for a little bit and that that secure money's not there but i mean think of how many times we've all gone broke just switching jobs and at least this one has like right. a really this one's got a an upper level to it so the end end picture of this is high a lot ceiling better. high ceiling high ceiling like fantasy football terms got it. you always have your floor yeah, but high ceiling we got a bigger ceiling on this one so, so 
So when you're like going into that process of starting your own business, right? Everyone, we've all had those conversations with the friends like, oh, fuck, dude, we can start this business, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people don't. I, I've had those conversations, yeah. haven't started the businesses. It's always easier said than done. When you had the thoughts of when people, when they wouldn't pay you what you felt your value was, when was the moment and what was going through your head of like, hey, I need to do this for me and my future. I need to take the risk on myself. Like what was going through your head when you decided to take the leap of faith and have trust in yourself? Yeah, I mean... I guess there's so many factors that just kind of pile up over life and um, many of them are always being like mistreated or just not being paid your worth and it's just beat you down over time. Um, but pretty big factors are, I mean, I've watched a couple of my friends in the area start their own businesses and succeed, which is a blessing and a real big motivator. It shows you that it can be done. I mean, my mom has run her own businesses for a long time, very successful uh, florist for weddings out in Tennessee. Uh, she's the only one that didn't stop working through COVID, so she kind of just took the upper echelon rank in that area, so good on her. Um, but those are shout factors. Out I mean, my, shout out moms. Shout out to the Duke. They never give up, man. They just keep on crushing. But uh, so so many factors and uh honestly a good support system in the area um a great support system in my partner carly she uh I, she really gives me the opportunity to really take risks and i wanted to i was looking at our life and it needs it just needed to go up a little we needed to be more secure raise our financial standing and if we're gonna have a family you know we gotta do gotta do the the big moves you can't just like sit on okay your, I, on your heels i gotta stop you here because because okay. earlier when we talked about you living in tahoe I, you move into this house with six people there's three chicks three girls there was a girl named carly in that six and now you said your partner carly is this the <laughs> same woman yes so yeah that's her but it's <laughs> it's a long no it's a long road it's a long road um Okay, Let's, we're going to circle back. We're going to circle back. Yeah. We'll circle back to how the fuck that happened. I need to know more about what the hell's going on with your short-term rental company in Tahoe. Because if you need help managing your fucking house up in Tahoe, you call this guy Matt Law. Yeah, we got you. But, um, yeah, so it's Tahoe Bear Rentals. And, you know, we're up and running. And the reality is... You know it. You lived here. I mean, housing market is just in shambles, and you can't. If you're a renter, you're at the bottom of the barrel of sustaining life in this area. So I figured, if everyone's buying all our houses, raising the market, I have to find a way to play my own hand. And if that's working with them, then right. that's what it's got to be. Um, so well, someone's gonna do it. That's the bear. Someone's right? going to do it. Someone's going to sell the houses. Someone's going to buy the houses. Someone's going to rent the houses. And why not get your piece of the pie? Yeah. And I don't even have to own them. I have no risk. I just manage the house. <laughs> yeah. So just, just manage a little off top. So, oh, and I got. So what? Oh. what's your, uh, when you go into like this short-term rental, like you said, the housing market sucks. Was there ever a doubt w with the community of like you doing this and not say pushing short-term rentals but you're part of short-term rentals that are hurting 
the housing market there. Yeah. Or you know I what mean, I mean? Like good. for the for the the everyday guy, it's like fuck, I had to pay three grand for a three bedroom house up in Tahoe, which is like crazy because there's nothing up there. Yeah. And mountains and you know lake. what? The thing is, we're already doing it. So like we're gonna pay that whether we're a handyman or whether we're a landscaper or anything like that. And we already have this bad image of these short-term rentals and we think that that's what's really destroying everything which it is a factor but they are what brings in our tourists they are what brings in your bar guests everything that brings money to the area because you're not going to have jobs without people coming here and spending their money and uh, the reality is we're our focus for this job my big image i'm doing and my big move is we're going to be different in the sense that I'm so actually tied in and care about our community that I'm going to elevate everyone around me with it. So I'm going to bring in anyone with a special skill and offer that skill. And I'm going to put all local workers to all my jobs and they have my back. I have their back. I, I know what wages they should be getting paid. If you're going to come in and you're going to tell us to do something you can't do. You're going to pay for it and you're going to pay a lot. Right. And that's how we get it more comfortable for our locals to live here. So on that on that regards, I'm trying to think in my mind, I'm like, so if you have a property management, you have someone coming in for a weekend, you're like, hey, what do you need this weekend as in your business? Like, what's your plan? Like, do you need a chef to come over? Do you want to throw a little house party? I have a bar tent. Like, do you is that kind of what you're thinking of having people with um commodities amenities of, of that sort that they pay extra for absolutely yeah we're working um the producer of this show and my music manager uh he's great with all this stuff and him and i are working on this uh, little kind of like ai itinerary where you plug in what you like to do and what you are seeking out of your trip and then it'll have a little extras like we do have an in-house sushi chef we can do in-house yoga we can do fly fishing tours with private guides and ski lessons and it's like I fucking love that. that. I love people that idea. Yeah. Can and I move back to Tahoe so and just be the, uh, the the bartender for fucking bear realtors? Absolutely. We'll just charge extra for your plane ticket. You could fly in for the events. <laughs> I mean, I might move back if we're if this yeah. is, if this is just goes off, you know what I mean? I'll just move it's out of there during the winter, but it, I think it's, it's a great idea. You're, you're offering something for people starting something like that's already into a market. Like there's already short-term rentals companies in Tahoe. If you're starting a business where something's already happening, it's not like a new business. If you can do that extra, it put, it sets you above so many people. How many people yeah. have a fucking sous chef, have a sushi chef, have a bartender, have a DJ, have anyone to come do some extra fun activities oh if you want a boat let me know i got a guy who owns a boat they yeah. don't know that you got a guy but you're like i can <laughs> get you set up and then you know oh, yeah. then you're kind of like doing everything for like you said for your friends and loving leveling them up as you are as well and i think that's what a lot of people seek out in the world when they start doing stuff but it, it kind of is a fine line of walking when you're trying to help your friends 
in the same sense, yeah. but I think it's I think it's really respectful and commendable to you that that's what your goal is. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy. Anyone can do that because just like you just said. I mean, everyone could come in with those ideas that that's what they want, but the reality is I earned these friends and I love these friends and we're in and out of every day together. And that's why I actually have the opportunity to provide this is because I built this team like this. These are my guys and my girls. I mean, we, we're here mm-hmm. to run it together. It's, it's not my idea. You know, it's, it's what they've shown me they can be in this world. And that's the only reason that idea can become very, very real. And, and that kind of goes back to that whole, like, surround yourself with people you want. Like, you surround yourself with, like, good, like-minded individuals. And that's the only reason this can happen. Because if yeah. they were all, uh, if they were different, then you probably wouldn't be able to do that. And have that extra uh, amenity for somebody. Because... There's no one you can rely on. But you have good people surrounding you up in Tahoe, and it's fucking going to pay you dividends. And them as well. Yeah. Yes, it's always it for the community, baby. It's for the community. You got, you got to. Who else are you hanging out with, man? <laughs> Take care of the people right next to you. It, it's crazy. I, I thought about this yesterday, two days ago. Being in Charlotte, I live in Charlotte now, and I'm not, I obviously, I moved here in June. But it's just so weird. Like, that's not a small community. I miss that a lot. But there's small communities within it. But it's like, how do you tap into that? Because that's what, like, matters, right? If you're just someone just living in this area, you don't have a sense of place. You don't have a sense of anything. You know what I mean? Unless you're... Yeah. Unless you're, like, somebody, like, high up. But, like... Most of the time, you're just like a if you're just a worker, like a blue collar worker, whatever, you're just there. You're not like there's the sense of community is tough for me right now to find. And I really appreciated that about Tahoe and in Maui because the community was first and then you were second. Yeah. And and it's hard in the city. It's kind of reverse. It's like, all right, I'm going to do me. And then build a community. But it's like, fuck, I want to yeah, go to a high school basketball game. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I just want to go to high school basketball though. games and support <laughs> those guys and hang out. Like, that's all I want to do. Like, shit, how do I do that? <laughs> yeah, and it's so real, too. And that's that's the blessing of growing up in the city. And then you come to Tahoe and you're like, oh, that's what's supposed to be happening. <laughs> right. Everyone oh, just support, giving each Yeah, giving each other jobs, referencing your friends. And I think that just goes to show, like, the power of a small community, too. Especially in Tahoe's situation because, like you said, people come and people go. People are in there. They're renting. People are – it's a tourist location. But if you can make it work in Tahoe in, like, what you're doing, Matt, is phenomenal. If you can make that fucking work for you, man, the sky is the limit. Yeah. And, you know, like there's no happen. doubt. Things happen that lead you there. Just you got to listen and you got to go through those doors. So I'm blessed. Right. And it's like blessing and a curse, you know, as I said, I mean, the hardest thing that ever happened in my life is what led me there. And I can tell you tons of different ways that it, it developed in the manner it did. I mean, you talk about what was the hardest thing that happened in your life. 
uh, losing dad has always been yeah. the hardest. I don't, I don't think anything gets harder than that. Um, I hope not because you just kind of, it's like your first hitter, you know, that was the first one that really leveled me, um, just kind of threw me on my back in this world. And then it just your perspective from there on everything in life changes. Um, you just view little things different. You view materials different, just kind of, you, so you just start moving forward and breaking down like all the pain and like start looking at everything differently and are you, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, but so, yeah. And then I would say the first loss is hard and you, no one really knows how to talk to you. No one knows how to help you. And I didn't have anyone around that really kind of had been through something like that. So I was kind of the first of our group to deal with it. And, um, I mean, it's, you lose the person you looked up to. So then you're kind of, having to look at it as okay what were all the lessons they taught me like you don't want to lose those and those quickly start becoming part of you and right. you start realizing like you did listen the whole time you they were around and like you are trying to be that person they were creating and i mean my dad was the greatest human alive and i have friends that can attest to it and he's he's really just kind of pushed me mentally and so that's developed into this thing i mean we live in tahoe friends go down um we've lost loved ones left and right people do all the time i mean you live a lifestyle like that i mean you fall victim to the factors of the world i mean people mm -hmm. do it in all different fashions everywhere all the time but um it did help me like in the understanding later down the road uh for others and it's kind of a trip because the more you lose, you start reacting differently to it. I mean, starts a devastation in the first one. You don't, there's no answers. You can't solve any of it. But then you start getting later down the road where like our most recent loss of a friend, love him to death. And I mean, it would hurt just as equal and it does, but I had a different view on it this time. And I went home and I was sad, but I was like, what can I do different than how I've handled loss in the past? And I chose actually, mm -hmm. I just made a song. Like I sat down for five hours and I wrote start to finish a whole song for him. And we played it at his uh, memorial and everything. And it just was a hitter for everyone. And that's still out there for anyone to listen to and his family to listen to. And it's like, what, what it was, song is that? What song is that called? That one's called Little Z. Z oh yeah but Zach. it's 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 for our boy zach and um but that was Zatchel. the first time i've like turned yeah like you turn this ultra low into something like at least like even just the smallest little thing came out of it and it was kind of a trip on the mindset like you can still it, it's kind of like move. turning that big negative into a small positive yeah like, and it's it's in the moment you like feel paralyzed and you're like, but you're yeah. not, you're not paralyzed. And I feel like losing somebody and to me, to me personally, like my losses in my life haven't, I haven't had, I've had a couple ones that really hit me and they weren't family. And like my grand, like my grandma, my grandpa, we weren't like that love, like, I didn't. I haven't seen. I didn't see them. They all moved when I was in like 
elementary school, middle school. So when they passed away, I haven't seen them in 10 years. And so for me, it was hard to internalize, like internalize my emotions because I'm still living my life of, cause they weren't a part of it for so long. Yeah. And so I haven't had that big, haven't had, I, this is terrible. I feel terrible saying it like that, but like, that's just what it is. That's the God honest truth. I haven't had that one that really hit me to make me someone super, like not different, but one that like, yeah, really like snapped me out of things. You know, I've had one of my best friends in college passed away and that one hit me almost as hard as my grandpa. Like, and I'm like, how does that, how does that even work? Like, how does my grandfather death yeah. from one of my best friends in college the same, right? I'm like, and I yeah, think I need to figure out how to cope with loss and be okay feeling an emotion and thinking back on the good times. Like you said, the lessons your father taught you and try to, I don't even know, navigate it in some sort of space, but it's hard. Like Zach, like Zach from Tahoe, I didn't know him that long. Known from six months, he passed away in a skiing accident. And it's like, wait, your life can just go like that? It's kind of yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, and once you, I'm, once I'm you learn I it. I got to ask. I, I, well, and like in your case, it's like when you're thinking about those lessons that your father taught you, what was the biggest lesson do you think that he gave you? Um, easy. It was always just to be a good person when no one else would. And when it hurts, doesn't matter. You just, you step up, you be there for people, you do the good thing, even if you don't want to. And if you can instill that in yourself and keep moving forward and just make it like where you don't even think about it anymore. Um, it's really a life changer. Uh, it makes it very easy to maneuver around this world. You don't go home at the end of the night and regret anything. You don't, you could be broke, but you know that you made people smile throughout the day or helped somehow because it doesn't matter what level of the world you are sitting in. And everyone can feel shitty or feel alone and lost. But if you're going to be there for your friends and you're going to help the person right in front of you, stranger or not, like, you get to go home with that at night. And if you're not doing that, it's very easy to go home and feel lonely. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that was, that was huge for me. I mean, he definitely turned me into a, a fighter and a lover at the same time, but it was like, and he's just there, man. He believed in everyone. Yeah. Your ideas were never crazy. Like ever. Right. he was stoked for you to dream big and like do it man <laughs> who's yeah. stopping you other than you i love that dude <laughs> we all need that and it's crazy like i've said this before at some point in our lives someone tells us that our dreams can't be real and it sounds like your father wasn't that guy oh direct opposite and everyone should be that way anyone who tells you your dreams aren't possible is they've already quit don't listen to that person on any advice they've quit on themselves very, very true. I mean, even having conversation with friends in the past, and it's just like, we all have someone that we've talked to about some idea, and they're like, 
nah, dude, you're, that's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to yeah, happen. You're like, well, why not? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like going like, back to right. like, you're like, yeah, you're like, all right, cool, dude. Thanks. Fuck off now. <laughs> like, go back to your course. Carry line. on. Carry on. Yeah. yeah, carry on. Uh, going back to like you like losing your father. Um, how how did you grieve, and what was the hardest part of that? Because I feel like a lot of people in this world lose somebody that they really, really love and look up to, and everyone's story is different, and they fall down a different path. Like some people spiral, some people don't. Like, what was your grieving, and like, what was the hardest part about coming out of it on the other side in like a better light? Uh, yeah, I mean, grieving. I don't know. I mean, I definitely had my moments behind closed doors where you know it hits hard. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely. I mean, I was twenty, so hitting the bottle was really easy That's to young. do. Yeah, I mean, and like, okay, let's drink and party and just not think about it. Um, where that's very easy path to take, which is it's dangerous, but it's it's okay. Anyone like know that if you ever find yourself like, oh, I'm kind of like using this as a crutch. Everyone seems to have a bad view on this, and what it really comes down to is like, it's okay to have crutches. Like, it's okay to let friends help you and stuff like that, and. Um, it hurts for a while. Like no one's, no one can fix that. You know, your friend can't have a conversation with you and be like, Oh, you feel better now. Like it's not real. And yeah. it doesn't go away. Like that's another big one for me is it never goes away. I never healed. You know, you just grow in a different direction that you kind of never saw. Like it just wasn't a thought cause everything was so good and you could, you're like, oh, I'm going to do things with my dad later in life. Like, I can't wait until he sees me do this. But then it's like, once it's gone, it's like, shit, dude, you got to rethink a lot of stuff in this world. And yeah, um, I think that was a big one is you just, you, you see the world so differently when that one hits. And to this day, you know, to this day, I still mention it in my music. I still talk to friends about it. It You never... Yeah, you just you never heal, but you you become actually a lot lot stronger than you think you could be, and um, you see people around you that get hurt over little things, and you you do your best to console them, but a lot of things don't matter. <laughs> so it's yeah, like you're like it's not that big of a deal, man. It's like yeah, so. for sure. I uh, sorry, I'm fucking thinking about a lot of things over here right now in my mind. Uh, sorry, I'm like getting a little emotional. Um, that's okay, dude. Do your thing. Like when, like with your dad, like, I mean, me and my father don't have like the greatest relationship of all time, but, uh, what's, what's like, like with someone passing like that, I'm just like, you grieve, like, who do you reach out to? Who Like, did you have someone there for, like, were you looking for someone there? Or did you just, like, like now, like with Zach, when Zach passed away, you went to music and created a song. At that moment, when you're 20 years old, you don't think about that outlet for most people, right? So your outlet is the partying and being around your friends and being happy. Um, then, like you said, behind closed doors, 
it's a different story. Did you ever yeah. have the battle, the fight of like I'm acting like someone that I'm not in that in the, in that era of your life? Like I'm acting happy, hanging out with my friends, laughing, having a great time, and then behind closed doors, I'm like fucking heartbroken. Did you ever have that battle? Yeah. Of like I'm I'm being f- like quote unquote fake. Um, I don't think it's. It's hard to say. I don't wouldn't call it fake. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know what other word impo- to use. Yeah, it's just in, that's an impossible thing. Like it's impossible not to do that. I mean, I don't know anyone who's felt this that I felt and not been the person behind closed doors that like just falls apart. And mm-hmm. when you're in public, yeah, you have you put you don't want to bring a room down. Nobody wants to like make a whole scene like just depressed and everything so yeah you do put on right. face but that's okay like you can do that people know you're hurting like don't people aren't that dumb like if they are don't worry about them you know they're not gonna <laughs> yeah. be the ones you're, they're not the ones you're talking to at the end of the day like about the real stuff just let them be and they're they're living in an ignorant bliss but um yeah it's i don't think there's anyone that can go through it and not go through that phase putting on a face and it's like, yeah, you laugh, but you're, you know, you're still super sad inside. And actually, you know what? There is a moment. The very first time I was about two and a half years in still just crazy, sad, not sure what to do or direction to go. And we went out camping and I ate mushrooms for the first time. Love and it. I love mushrooms. It was, it was, absolutely incredible it was as if like my whole brain just opened the dam of happiness that like his i just literally hadn't felt the emotion truly in a while and it just flooded me and it was like back like it it wasn't just like for when i was on them and yeah that was fun which also turned you into a genius. It's amazing. Dude, mushroom, but, I think mushrooms might be one of my favorite things ever because you're happy and your mind just is like you're having the best time with whoever you're with. It's not a uh, it's not a downer, it's not it's not alcohol, it's not cocaine, it's not heroin, it's not anything yeah. like I haven't tried it like you know what I mean? But mushrooms I think need to be legal for everybody because the world would be a better place. Yeah. And they're on their way. So we'll be, we'll be sitting pretty with those in the future, but uh, Um, I can't wait. Recommend highly recommend for someone who's stuck or in depression. Um, So that was just side note, but yeah, uh, that was a really big moment. And I, you know, I kept getting better from there. Um, And now I, I'm just, I feel great. Like everything, Things that I was worried I'd never have, I'm getting like. Well, you're gonna be, you're you're gonna be a dad. You're gonna be a father. I'm gonna be a father. Yeah, I got a, that, we I a mean, little boy. Crazy dude. What was uh, what was <laughs> it like? What was it like finding out the news of that? It's incredible. Uh, we were over in Spain. It, it on, was incredible. Uh, <laughs> We're on the island of Mallorca, you know, and we're just on this little sweet village with like vines hanging off all the buildings. It's in the mountains on an island, having the time of our lives and, you know, a couple things, you know, the factors and we're like, we should, we should probably check. 
and uh, you know we the did. factors. And so I was like, yeah, we were both nervous to go in and look at, you know, the test and I couldn't wait anymore. So I went in and checked it and I was like, yeah, we're doing it. And then, you know, tested again and we met with the doctors early December and um, got no. like, you know, genetic tests and all that stuff done. So, so far healthy and it's a, uh, it's a boy and Let's we're go. doing July 1st. Yeah. So, wow, that's crazy. So now that i mean coming kind of full circle with your dad passing and how did that change your perspective on being a father like his passing when you were 20 yeah like had it did it does it change how you view being a parent now absolutely um i mean there's a lot of things i'm going to take of how he handled and how he taught me and raised me absolutely he was the best i could have ever asked for um there are factors that come into play of like working too hard later on. And, you know, it's like that time is missed and you don't think it's missed forever, you know, which he was always there for us too. And he came to our games and all that stuff. But um, like if the harder you work and the less time you have, it, it's not really a factor if you live a long life, you know, and then you're like, Oh, I, I had like 50 years with my kids, but mm-hmm. it becomes a real big hitter when, year 20 like you're gone and you're like wow five of those years i was just at work and so that's um that's a big factor and so it's just really being but he be present with your kid and Mm -hmm. like let them make mistakes and laugh them off with them let them hurt themselves like let them grow don't get in their way and just encourage them and yeah they he better if we ever come up with a little sister he'll be open and doors for her and pulling out that chair for her and Hell yeah. you better be a gentleman you better know how to treat women because i grew up with two sisters and it's oh, a big deal man gosh god bless you growing up with two sisters i would have had crushes on all their friends that's for sure oh i'm pretty sure my sister would have beat me up if anything came to fruition in that <laughs> she's stronger than me man she was much stronger oh she's a bulldog Oh, she was built like my dad. I was built like my mom. <laughs> She's a tank. <laughs> That's Just fucking gorgeous. hilarious. Gorgeous sisters. But yeah, Alex is like, dude, she put me in a leg lock and just crushed my chest. And I was like, oh, I'm dying. Like, yeah. let me out. I gotta love the big sister beating you up. Fuck. Yeah, humble. Well, being a father, dude, <laughs> come, becoming a father is kind of wild, dude. It's a big, big chapter coming up for you, man. I, uh, I'm excited for you. It's definitely going to be interesting, fun little switch of pace. And I think some people uh, get caught up in the switch of pace. So like I can't go, can't go have my after work beers or something. But it's also like you've been doing that. You've been having yeah. those beers at Bridge Tender or wherever, and it's like, okay, sweet. Now I get the Go watch my kid bang on drums for 10 hours, and it's great. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. I mean, people – I got to say this. Like, people are a little too over the top with the, like, oh, I can't do anything now. Like, I'm always – it's just the kid, the kid, the kid. And it's like, dude, enjoy that moment. Like, this – did you not want to do this? Like, you've spent 30 years partying, and you're upset you can't party for – three years while they're a young baby. It's like, dude, yeah. by the time they're four or five, throw some headphones on them and go see the shows or whatever. 
Like bring yeah, your kid. They hundred percent introduce them. Yeah, introduce them to the world. But like, I'm totally okay with having years of just like being the kid. Like that's yeah, awesome. like being a dad. You embrace it, <laughs> dude. Have as much fun as you can with it. Seems like you got a good partner too, and Carly, aka the roommate. We're gonna come full circle with that right now. I I mean, you're in Mallorca yeah. at one point. Before you're in Tahoe sleeping on her lazy boy. I don't know if that's the same girl or not, but (laughs) Carly was your roommate Uh, and now Carly is now your fiance. Uh soon to be might have to Okay, not fiance, baby mama. I didn't want to say baby mama, you know, kinda gives a little No. No, no, no. Um so that was, you know, one came before the other, but it doesn't no bother to us. Doesn't really Um, matter doesn't ever and we're i mean carly and i have known each other forever i mean she's my best friend for uh, the whole time we lived together and beyond that and she's had my back my whole life so when it came to actually so how the hell do you become roommates matt how do you become roommates to having a baby together i mean that's like a threshold that most people never cross yeah so i mean it was always just i was just i loved her death and it was just as a, a friend, and then she was with one of our best friends and loved ones in this world, and um, he passed like four, three, four years ago, um, and so we all kind of went through a devastating time about that, and uh, I mean, that was her hitter in this world, so she she really powered up, though, and she went and got her nursing license and finished out school in Montana, and um, I mean, when she was there, I there's nothing I miss more in this world than her. And I mean, I was very clear to me to feel that. So when, um, when there came a chance and a time in life that I was really kind of looking inside, uh, it, it was pretty, pretty easy to see that. And it took some just gut decisions of, I mean, that's your best friend. How are you going to approach them? You don't want to ruin friendships, stuff like that. And you don't know if they, love you as intensely as you do i mean you know they do as a friend but um there came a time i just had to give up everything else and just go just do my best take that shoot your shot and it uh she did make it easy she she definitely hit me with the i'm not gonna lose you as a friend like if you're gonna do this you better be dead serious (laughs) really Oh yeah, but I'm glad she did, and I respect it, and um, I I was I'm very dead serious. Um, that is I mean, obviously, I'm a fucking baby with her. Find out on Mallorca, wherever the hell that is in the world. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's my end of the world front porch partner. If it's all burning down, and you look over, and she's the one I want to be sitting next to. Um, anyone else, Dude. they'll get it. I'll see them later, but she's the one I want to go out Dude, with. Dude, you told me this. You told me this scenario before and i need you to tell me it again because when you told me this for the first time life flashed before my eyes and i thought about some deep things so what's the what's the front porch partner (laughs) all right well clearly everyone strives to have a front porch to sit on right you got your old dog right there and um i mean if you think of the scenario you're looking out and a bomb drops and there's a mushroom cloud and you're like, well, we've got about 30 seconds until this all ends. And, um, 
if you look to your left or your right, whichever side you're not sitting on, you're going to be able to picture one person in that seat, whether it be a best friend in your life right now or a parent or anything. But like for me, it was her. And that's who I'm okay with. Everyone else, you know, it's like people are like, oh, I didn't get to say goodbye and stuff like that. It's like everyone knows I love them in this world, but the one person I don't want to not be able to look at when it's over is is her. So that's my front porch partner. That's pretty fucking good, dude. I'll tell you that. If you're out on a yeah. third date with a chick, I'm going to tell all the guys right now. <laughs> if you're out on a third date with a girl and you look at her and she's not your front porch partner, go get coffee Split with someone bill. else, brother. Split the bill. Yeah. <laughs> Split the bill. Go Dutch. Because yeah. <laughs> the kids aren't playing anymore. I'm going to start. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly on my life going to start using that when I'm out with something like maybe not the first date. Cause that's kind of crazy, Yeah, but give him a chance <laughs> after a couple, if I'm like hanging out third, fourth date, just like kicking it. And I'm going to like, think about that. And it's not them. I honestly don't know who it would be right now, Matt, if I had to tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, partner if, if they could, haven't, I mean, Dude, if if I could pick anybody. You, you got one? I don't know. I kind of got, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I'll be honest. I kind of have somebody that I think about quite often in that sense. That we just don't live in the same area. We just, it just, we don't live in the same yeah. area. It, that's that's I, okay. You can change that. I, I can't change it. Can yeah. Those can change. Less the front porch partner kind of throws me for a loop when you bring it up, you know. I, I'm gonna have to come back to that um, at a later date because I can, I'm not saying that on the podcast who it is because <laughs> things get a little <laughs> dicey. <laughs> things yeah, get it. a little dicey. I, I'm I'm spilling enough <laughs> over here. You guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're probably gonna marry this woman, and it seems like oh, she's 100%. a great match for you. You found the girl. You found the love of your life. The girl of your dreams. Yep, and she seems can like actually make me laugh. <laughs> biggest, if you can't make me laugh, I I had a girl call me the last two days. Two days, two phone calls each day, and guess what she did? Bitched about stresses that are going on <laughs> in her life. For, and I'm like, nah. uh, I, I'm not. I I I I'm not that guy. We, I I. We went out together, like we've hung out twice, and you're calling me randomly for five minutes to talk about your stresses. This ain't, don't know what this you think therapy. this is, woman. <laughs> this ain't therapy. And you're, if you're my girlfriend, I could, okay, I'll lend it your, if I'm like seeing you, but not if you're just like someone I've, I just randomly know. Yeah, no, you're supposed to be the escape from that shit, but you're the good vibe. Yes, and I'm just like, yeah, I gotta go hop in the shower. I just got home. I up. I'm like, feel bad, but I mean, come on. Don't it's feel just not bad, that. man. Don't waste anyone's time in this world. If it ain't working, don't don't let it ride. Like it's we don't have that much time. You gotta. I agree. Keep yourself open. I think, I think people are getting better at communicating now in this world. Sometimes, but like, <laughs> if I'm if I'm not having a good time, I'm just like, we just don't talk anymore. And I've had girls who are like, hey, someone circled back in my life 
we're going to have to put this on hold. I'm like, thanks for letting me know. See you when I see you. See you at the fucking coffee shop. You know, I'm like, not gonna put any I'm extra good with thought that. into this. Just tell me what's happening, and we'll figure it out. Oh, it's to clear up that picture. It's huge. Yeah, it's I mean, just, but that's neither here nor there. I got off on a little tangent there. I've been wanting to get off my chest all day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got it. Let's reel yeah. it back in. Reel it back in, Jake. Reeling it back <laughs> in here. Uh, Matt, I just want to say, I do want to say I'm super stoked for you to be a father and whatever hat happens, you get married with this woman. I'm stoked for you, man. Uh, I think you guys are gonna have a beautiful baby boy. All right. We don't have names picked out. I don't want to ask you cause that's going to put you on the spot, but not yet. What real quick before we transfer over to the music industry and what you got going on real quick before we end this whole debacle of a podcast that we have going on. What's the one thing you're looking forward to as a father? Like what's the one moment, like the one moment, like there's one moment. What is it? Is that first steps, first word, first football game, first soccer game, like first fucking piano lesson. Yeah. You know, that's hard. I know. I know. I, really thought about, I, I know. It's not, it's not like, uh, it's not steps or anything like that. I mean, but I, I, one thing that did come to mind, like, it'd be really cool to see your kid go through his first, like, battle of something. You know, like, where, I mean, maybe it's sports. They're getting beat and they, like, battle back. And then just, you know, that pure excitement they get when you just, like, overcome yes. something. I think to watch your kid overcome like a hard battle, that's a proud moment. I like that answer. I don't know how many people would come up with that answer, but like seeing your son come back from like 10 down in the fourth quarter, oh, throw the game-winning pass or game-winning shot, you're just like, dude, that's my dog. That's my oh, dog. You can't beat that. Especially because you know boy. how it's my feeling. boy. You see that? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, he's, he's getting his I'm giving him a sip of beer tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, he he gets he gets half a Bud Light. Yeah, thirteen years old. <laughs> yeah. I won't I won't tell anyone, but that's happening. <laughs> yeah, f- first Pee Wee football game, eight years old. Yeah, son, you earn yourself one of them blue boys over there. Go grab yourself a Bud Light. <laughs> I want to enjoy it. Poor You're over there, fucking. <laughs> What's the varsity blues? You're over there, varsity blues, you know, <laughs> fucking mocks. Hey, mocks, come over here, throw that pigskin. Yeah. See if you can hit this beer off my head. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome, uh, dude. I can't wait. Well, speaking of the uh, earlier, you, see, you said you dropped five You dropped five songs uh, on the new album. Where can we find this album, man? What do we got in store for 2024? Did I lose you? Did I get you back? I got you yep. back. All right. So uh, earlier you dropped uh, that you just released five five new songs on the album, not a six-pack, a five-pack. And uh, where can mm-hmm. we check those out at and what's in store for 2024 with logistics? 
Yeah, so uh, those are on every platform. Uh, they're on Apple Music, Spotify, you name it, YouTube. So you can find those, whatever you use. Um, yeah, it's all under logistics profiles. Um, I've got what the album, I've got old music we used to make in closets on like old school Apple iPhone or headphones and like just right into the computer. Got a little upgrade in the studio now. Still not the best <laughs> music producer myself, but um, I got lyrics that I think are great and got good beats and a lot of it comes from memories I've had in life or the first album is actually just kind of on the dirtier side because it's yeah you're you're getting a little raunchy with it you're getting a little raunchy with it okay i mean me me and some others i can tell you right now (laughs) there's a there's a song on there that was not my intention to complete but i had some help from molly and she was feeling fired up and so um but after getting out of that album and getting just like my roots i just got it off my chest and uh, so now we've got songs that like I'm starting to think more through and they're my thoughts and how I feel on the world or stuff I've been through mentally that I think might help others to just hear. And like, cause, right. like expressing that to like a mass public, it, I mean, it kind of helps other people feel like, oh, OK, like maybe it's not shameful to feel this way or think this way. And yeah, it's, you, they're not like- the only one going through some shit. Yeah, and no one is. Like no one ever has no, been. Every everyone's going. <laughs> the guy next to you in that gr- in that grocery line going through some shit. Probably some serious shit. Like you don't even. <laughs> yeah, he's picking up fucking it's... blue cheese crumbles and a tomato. What do you think he's going through? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> times so, are tough. But the I mean, dudes... times are hot. <laughs> <laughs> times are hot. But yeah. So so you you got some music coming out. You get the five songs. And then what's you got another album, two thousand twenty four or what's going on? Well, I'm always working on music. Um, I've got beats lined up. I'm always playing with lyrics on them, and uh, it's hard. You know, you got to balance it. Like I'm not going for a full time musician. Like, it's not like just give it all and go for it right now. Like if something comes yeah. to music for me, that's it's awesome. an outlet for and, you. It is. It's a creative outlet. It's good for your brain. Everyone should have one. Keeps you sane and gets stuff off your chest. Um, but so I'm, I'm definitely not stopping. I'll always make some form of music. It's uh, always been close to my heart. And um, it's a good time, man. That's a, putting your yeah. song on for your friends, too. Like, that's a good time. Yeah, you're stoked. Well, and also, you don't have time to do that full force. You have a business. You got a baby on the way. You got diapers to buy diapers the change like can't wait for yeah. you to do that but like oh, what what, what ended up getting you how'd you get into music like is this was you what was it yeah i mean it all stems back to high school clearly i love music my whole life but high school you know we used to throw on andre nicotina we even got his beats without his verses on them and we would just freestyle and you know, my Bronco growing up or anyone's car we were in, just sit there and for hours of just freestyling, freestyling. And like you had to break through that embarrassment <laughs> of like beginning freestyling, you're not good. Like you're, everyone's trash. I mean, you're a mere, like just sign him if he's good at freestyling. Out you're of you're, gate you're literally doing the, uh, you're doing the uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. Traffic, traffic. I'm looking for my oh, traffic. Yeah. Oh, look, there goes a Ford Maverick. That That's the fucking. Dude. 
everyone's you, freestyle. Like, you latch on, like when you're first freestyling, you latch onto the same statement and you just over and over. And it's like, stop saying the same thing. <laughs> but it's, it's just what your brain does. <laughs> And uh, it's pretty funny if you ever get your friends doing it, pay attention to that. And they're like, yeah, they just keep going back to I the will. same line. Next um, time I'm in so a group yeah, we, setting, I'm like, yo, let's freestyle. Yeah. And I mean, like, you freestyle with your friends, so that was cool. And then there's a time we were at a party in Vallejo, and this is kind of when it really hit. Like, oh, maybe I am actually good, you know, is uh, we show up at this house, and, like, I'm immediately the one that stands out in the party. I'm the only white guy there. And I, my friends are <laughs> Mexican and Afghan. So they slid right in. It's like, all right, cool. So I was getting some looks through the they house. had a couple, little bit more melatonin. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you know, when you're getting looks through the house and you're like, shit, dude, it's a pretty popping party. So I like kind of make my way through, you know, I don't grab drinks or anyone's beers at first. I just take my 40 ounce hop out to the backyard and I'm like, all right, I just got to calm down, find a way to just kind of like be here and not make a problem. So, um, <laughs> I light up a black, yeah, you know, and so I light up a black and mild, I'm in the backyard and then like, I thought I'm cool. I was chilling for a sec. Now like 12 dudes come out and they make a circle and I'm like push back off on the grass and I'm just like, what's going on here? And they all start freestyling and they're good too. And I was like, dang, okay. I was like, well, gotta take my shot like just go south or be great so i jumped in and i was like hey man can i just join you guys like i just i just here and there and they're like yeah yeah and then so i must have just like blacked out and like just this is the moment it's all on the line and it's, it just sounds so silly but it was a big marshall deal, mathers you know? like, and vale yeah and yeah, i crushed it and i got approval and before you know it i was on the beer pong table and everyone we got along and Everyone was dapping you up. Good stuff, dude. And uh, yeah, yeah that's that just like just confidence build. And I just never wanted to stop. Like I wanted to see if I could make a song. And my buddy Nick Moda and our uh, buddy Nick, who's a DJ, he goes by DJ Dick Rub. Uh, great dudes. And we got together and we made three songs, and they were community hit. Like the friend group loved them. So we just didn't stop from there and we made an album like back in the day old school album and like in his closet and his his girlfriend fiance now but girlfriend at the time was like dude why is my whole walk-in closet a studio with like a green light and a curtain it's like everything's (laughs) moved to the side she's like what the fuck you're like we are now rappers I'm sorry, Casey. This is our future we're talking about here. <laughs> Fuck your Aeropostale shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it, That's it was sick, great, dude. dude. Oh, and we threw down, too. We did live performance release for that one. And we got Nick drank half a bottle of Bombay, like gallon Bombay, before we even hit the stage. Bombay like, gin? Gin? Sapphire. Bombay Sapphire Gin. I don't, I don't. I never met this guy, but he's a fucking savage. He, yeah, he's he's the best. And uh, I, of course, first song I forget my lyrics. Ten seconds go in, I'm frozen, and then my DJ just resets it. And he's like, "Oh, just kidding." Now we're really starting, and then we hit from there, and we finished out strong. You know, put six hundred dollars on the bar for gin and tonics for anyone who wanted them, <laughs> and. Uh, we're all stumbling. I mean, like, we're stumbling after this concert. And not to mention, like, 
I could barely like stand and I'll never forget our, uh, DJ Nick looks over at me and he's like hey man like they said we got to get this equipment out of here and I was like what like this is midwinter you want me to carry the thousands of dollars of equipment over ice <laughs> like I'm hammered like this is a terrible idea and uh, really, like, there's no in. way I'm gonna be able to do this oh yeah and it so we get the car loaded up we turn around and like dude that's pretty and fucking just sick clean. Dude, yeah, and I mean, we poured out like menaces. I mean, people were climbing on everyone's yachts in the harbor of Hacienda. Like one of the boats started splitting, and Shawnee's legs are getting wider, and she just goes in the water midwinter. And they're just like, "Oh, oh no, we gotta get out of here!" Not the midwinter <laughs> plunge from the gal. Oh, the midnight polar plunge, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fucking too good. Yeah. The music industry is so. interesting to me, man. Like, going into that, it's just interesting to me, the whole, like, music industry. Because, like, you can make music, any, like, you can make music, but putting it out there is a different story. Yeah. It's a crazy feeling when you put it out there. <laughs> well, dude, when I was in Tahoe, like, last winter, I was, like, hanging out with these people, and we went skiing. We get done skiing, we go operate, which is, if you don't know what operate skiing is, you obviously never skied. But what it is is you just party afterwards and have some beers. We're in the parking lot doing a little opera. Someone puts on fucking logistics. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, is this Matt Law? Like, I met, you were one of the first people I ever met in Tahoe outside of my, like, small yeah. friend group. And uh, I'm like, is this Matt Law? Like, yeah, this is logistics. And I'm like, oh, hell no, dude, this is sick. And, like, they would bump that all the like we go up ski lifts bumping it i'm like i love it because it was just like the homies in not just in a in a community appreciating someone else in the community and it was just like so wholesome it was like he's one of ours type of shit yeah it's like yeah that's logistics he's one of us oh (laughs) dude i've been i can't even describe like the support I've gotten from friends. I mean, it's wild. And it, it, I mean, that just keeps you going. And I think it's like, that's all you need. Like, even with this podcast, I'm like, if I have some three people, five people a week hit me up, like, go, oh, dude, I really got something out of this podcast. That's all you need. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I'm doing this as you are with music. Like, this is an outlet for me. Like, sweet. Good like, I get to hang out with a homie for an hour, hear their story that I haven't heard in context and this is great i'm fucking having a good time drinking some whiskey out of my styrofoam cup yeah talking shit with the homies you know yeah and i mean i'll tell you right now like the coolest little moment for me like definitely the first solo show i did i did the whole album and we like ragtagged it out martin's like oh how many songs are you gonna do i was like all of them he goes what (laughs) (laughs) do we got that? And I'm like, I think we got it. And who cares? Let's just do it. But like, that was insane. Like crazy feeling. Like it's hard to enjoy. Cause it's so much stage fright in the beginning. Like afterwards, I'm just like, I gotta get a drink, like 10 drinks. How, how'd you get over the stage fright? You don't, <laughs> you just, you're just in it. All you, just, all you musicians out there, aspiring musicians, it's going to be there forever. It just kind of rolls with you. Yeah. You just, become a part of it but i mean your crowd pumping you up helps um but 
honestly, one really cool moment was I think Marty was over in the hot tub and I caretake a lakefront for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, so I watch over the property um, and we got a hot tub on the water. So we're in the, he's in the hot tub and I'm just kind of like skipping rocks. And all of a sudden I just like around the corner of Hurricane Bay, you just hear like bumping boat, just coming around, bumping boat, bumping boat. And then I was like, wow, that, that beat, that beat the rhythm sounds really familiar. And they've wrapped the corner and it's just my song at full blast. No. Like, I was like, what dude? And I'm trying to like figure out whose boat it is. I like run out on the pier. I'm like waving them down and they come by. I have no idea who they were. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. Couldn't get him to pull. I was like, dude, that's my song. <laughs> so that's like, crazy. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <sighs> that's that's something that you just like really hits you. You're like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, even if you're it's not small scale. <laughs> I mean, I only got to share it with Martin. I'm just like, Martin, it's my song. He's like. <laughs> That is crazy. Like, do we know that? I was like, I don't think so. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, can just see Martin. Yeah, Martin in the hot tub. Like, no, it's not. Oh, dude, that's your song. Yeah. Stumbling out of the you. hot tub. Good for Fuck, you. man. That's sick. Yeah. That so, is fucking I'll, sick. I'll never forget that. Shout out to Martin, the producer of the of logistics and the bow rower. I'll tell, gotta give him a quick shout out. The kids, the kids, hell of a guy, hell of a guy, hell of a guy. I can't believe you you heard someone bumping your music. That probably took you back. You're like, well, mama, I I was like, wait, wait, should I do this? Should I really, really do this? I was like, no, just enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, wait, I am dropping two albums this this month. I'm changing my whole life. Martin, get in the studio now. <laughs> yeah. Jesus so. Christ. But That's here we sick, are. Yeah, dude. We well, keep it coming. What do you want to do that in 2024? Do you want to do, uh, you going to do a note? I know you got music in the works. So we can find you on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Do you, are we? Should we look forward to a, a new drop this coming months or? You kind of wrapped up with the whole baby situation coming. Um, I mean, dude's gonna never, be a dad. I'll, yeah, I'll always, I'll always balance it. Um, I'll always be making music, so there'll definitely be some that comes out this next year. Um, but okay, I mean that business, the business right now is definitely main focus. I want to get that rolling at a steady pace and um, get those financials right again, and then we can, then we can play. Then you know that's you have to make sure you have balance before you before you play um otherwise it's just you the security i like i'm not doing it just for me anymore you know there's a couple people that i need to be a big part of taking care of this and uh keep this family straight and um so that's important and then uh, we'll always make time yeah and i feel like that's kind of like such a big when you i mean maybe not in your situation but i feel like when you found out you're going to have a baby and things aren't lining up with your work. You kind of venture to like, Hey, I have some major shit happening. 
in my life that I have to provide for. And that's kind of, maybe not in your case, but a lot of people's cases, it kind of propels you and gives you that extra boost to do your own thing and take that risk. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's like you can't sit around and let other people dick around with your life. Like, it's like, oh, okay, you're not going to, you're unsure. Like, I'm going to take this into my own hands. So that's just, you have to make that move when it's time. I think you know my buddy Billy Landis. Um, shout out to Billy uh, Landis. He got me to Tahoe. Can't thank him enough for that. Um, kind of the same situation. He was doing his own thing with snow removal and defensible space and then found out he was pregnant and really took it and pushed it farther than he wanted to. Well, not that he wanted to, but pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And now he's not working at nine to five anymore. He has his own business. He's good. Like he's buying a fucking camper. He's buying a a truck, a boat. I'm like, he's when you have an extra motivation as in the form of a fucking son, (laughs) you're fucking superhero, dude. I'll tell you right now, if the kid doesn't motivate you, just be happy where you're at. You're not doing anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's you. That is exactly who you are. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's it's crazy. And and I love to see it. Like, it's happened with probably five to ten of my friends who have had, like, been in nine-to-fives or something along that sort of service industry, whatever. And then... When they find out they're having a baby, everything changes. Mindset switches. And I that could be my hot take of the night is having a baby might be the biggest influence and motivation that you could ever have in your life. Yeah. I think it, it really takes it off of your desire. You know, like, oh, I don't want to. Or, oh, I'm, like, enjoying this. It takes that whole factor out. And it's just like, um okay, it's not about me. This must be done. Like, this is, let's go. Like, I'm not going to let people tell me no anymore. I'm not going to call my own ideas dumb to myself. Like, I'm not going to shoot myself down. Like, that is not an option anymore. It is just full throttle. Like, make something happen. So. Well, I'm stoked for you, Matt. And I, before we... And this Bauer Hour, I got to ask, what's the one piece of advice that you would give someone who is thinking, who may be becoming a father, lost a father, or starting a business? What's your one piece of life advice for the for all the kid, boys and girls out there? Um, and I guess it's just get, find the best friends you can in this world and do everything you can to show them that you love them back and if you can build that you there's really nothing you can't do there's never a time you won't feel supported and like money goes up housing markets go down i mean you name it everything that happens crazy in this world have your buddies right next to you because you can laugh or cry about it together and I just, I, there's nothing worse in this world than being alone. So if you're feeling alone, like, either move, do something, fight, figure something out internally that you think could maybe help that out and change your space. Um, but get some people around you that really matter to you and that, you know, want to see you succeed and um, 
It's the most important thing you'll ever have. I agree with that, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It's been fucking fun catching up with you, man. I'm stoked for your future. And, you know, a quick plug real quick. Uh, Name of the short-term rental. Yeah, so we are Tahoe Bear Rentals. You'll see us around town. We'll have pretty sick pieces of bear art on all of the bear boxes. Okay. So, hey, if you're in Tahoe, you need a management company. Go find Matt Law. You know, if you need some some tunes to bump on the boat, go find Matt Law. If you need some extra diapers, don't find Matt Law because he's using them all. No, no, no. If you have extra diapers. <laughs> if, you have extra, if you have extra diapers, find Matt Law. Dude, it's been a blessing, man. I'm super stoked. Uh, I'm glad you got to hop on, man, for a little bit. And, and once again, thank you, and I appreciate it. Uh, I love being here, man. Um, I'll jump on as many as I can with you. Love seeing you All guys. Right. Hell yeah, dude. Sounds good. And once again, this is The Bauer Hour. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Instagram is The Bauer Hour Podcast. TikTok, The Bauer Hour. Uh, stay blessed, folks. And, you know, maybe start a business. Maybe become become an artist. Who knows? Maybe become a father. You never know. You. Dude, that was fun.